Hi, my name is Sydney Mitchell. Hi, I'm Matthew Brickman, Florida Supreme Court mediator. Welcome to the Mediate This podcast, where we discuss everything mediation and conflict resolution. So in that example, two people get married at 20. Let's say they get divorced at 40. There's potential for lifetime alimony to be awarded in the state of Florida? Potential because it's more than 17 years. Potential. Why would 17 make a difference between... 14, 18, what's the difference? It's it's a I, threshold that it's a threshold that somebody created, pulled it out of the air, another group agreed on it, and they wrote right. it into a law. I don't know. <laughs> like why if why 18 going, and not 30? I don't know. Right. So if you're going to get divorced, get divorced before you hit set your 17th anniversary. Okay. Of- so so <laughs> you, you know how many times I've seen that happen? Oh, I have seen that where they're like, they did this. It, it, they did this on purpose. And of course, that just aggravates the entire divorce because, you know, and, and, and I'll tell you, I'm the guy in both rooms, right? Right, right. There's the accusation and then there's the denial outside of the rooms. Right. The rooms, sometimes, Rio, it is exactly that. It's like, look, don't do, do not say anything, but. I'm yeah, I saw this coming. I'm making good money and there is no way. Right. And that sucks because, you know, you, you know, you and I had 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 a conversation. I think Sydney and I have even had a conversation on alimony about um one one of the divorces I did years ago was in Sweden. In Sweden, um I found out after the fact has one of the I, it, I actually I think it it is the highest co-parenting rate of any country in the world, and I was like, well, that's interesting. But what was interesting when I did this divorce, um, and I've done divorces in other countries, I've done other states, and so as a mediator, I need to find out their laws. I can't go, okay, well, we're just going to apply Florida law. You can't apply Florida law on a Tennessee divorce. That's just not how it works. Um, in fact, I can't even use the same forms. They have different forms, and so. Um, I, I, um, I researched Swedish law and Swedish law almost mirrored Florida law, 50, 50 equitable distribution. Um, they do have 50, 50 time sharing with the, with, with the kids. It's not up to judicial discretion. Everybody it's 50, 50 period straight across the board. Um, which is interesting because people, you know, it's like two people are dating. They're thinking about getting married. They get married. They're thinking about having kids. They know that if this thing does not work out, it's 50 50 like they know that before they even like there there's, there's no surprises like what now 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 i've got 50 50 i don't want to give them 50 50 it's like no you know that before you have kids but when it comes to alimony there's no alimony of any type which then if you know um that that there's no alimony ever you might make a different decision within the confines of the marriage. So, you know, a mom or a dad, and I've had them both, um, may not give up a career to be a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad. They may not give it up because they're not getting compensated for quitting their job, losing that income, losing their um, uh, tenure or whatnot at their job. Like, no. And so guess what? Now they make a different decision, knowing that there's no alimony. It's like, well, I'm not, I'm not quitting. Well, I'm not quitting. Okay. Well, I guess we need to, we need to figure this out. All right. Should we get a nanny? Should we get daycare? Do we get a babysitter? Like, and they make different decisions in the U S you know, we know, um, that nationally, um, I think it's 50 for 50%, 51% of first time marriages end in divorce. Um, and you know, 
I commonly joke, okay, so if you go to the airport to get on an airplane, you look out on the tarmac and you see those planes and you count them and you go, okay, half of them are going to fall out of the sky. Are you going to get on your plane? <laughs> Maybe not, <laughs> you know. Parachute or backup plane, which we would call a prenuptial in the legal world, I guess. Yes, yes. So prenuptial or postnuptial, and we'll get to that in a second. Um, for like, you know, okay, so how do we how how do we deal with the existing laws we have on the book? So, so again, and you know, in 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 the United States, we've got um, alimony, and so you know what, someone may may give it up, and they may give it up at the moment, thinking it's a great idea. And then when they're getting divorced, oh, Rio, I can't tell you how many times people have said they made me quit my job. I'm like, really? Like, what are they, a dictator? Uh, They made you. Like, put a gun to your head in your marriage, and you were their spouse, and you kept sleeping with them, and you had a couple more kids, too, and they made you. Like, really? Um, No, that was a choice that you made. And now they – and I'll tell you, Rio – it's pretty bad too when they do make that choice and then they get to the end of their yellow brick road and they find out that they have a need, but there's no ability to pay and they gave it up and they're not getting paid. Do you think that's going to impede on their ability to co-parent? Absolutely. There's resentment, there's entitlement, there's anger. Like, and so their ability to co-parent, poison the well, turn the kids against the other, like project all of their anger and frustrations onto the next generation. Oh, absolutely. Opposed to if there was no alimony, well, then you make different choices. Right. I mean, I, I always look at, so I've never been married, never been divorced, obviously. And, you know, never have gone through any type of legal proceeding, whereas um, assets would be redistributed or split in any in any way. However, I have many friends that have. So I always look at it this way, whereas let's say you have a married couple and one spouse makes, they net a million. They've got a nice business. They net a million every year and the other spouse nets 40K, their teacher. And you go through this relationship 10, 20 years and at the end, at the end, if there is an end of divorce, those assets are going to be split. Now, let's just say, for example, the school teacher who makes 40K is the mother of three children. So the court would like the children to stay in that home. Right. And they're going to allow her to stay in the home. She'll keep her job. Uh, you know, she'll have a car and whatever else, you know, the furniture and whatever other things are associated with having that home, usually there would be some settlement paid at the end, correct? I mean, either for equitable distribution or possibly alimony. I mean, it it, it depends. I mean, right. Yeah. So Florida is equitable distribution, correct? Correct. Okay. Which, which let me, let me just define equitable because some people think it's equal and some, and some people think it's fair. Well, it's, it's neither. It's not, right. It doesn't have to be equal or fair. It's equitable. And that can be a combination. Um, but generally, it is 50-50, unless there's what we term marital dissipation and waste. So say that somebody had an affair. We're a no-fault state, so that doesn't matter. And you're not going to get penalized for it. But if you were taking your money, which you made inside the marriage, which is not yours and mine, it's ours, 
and you were spending it on an extramarital affair, well, then there could be a reduction of equal. Mm. Um, but leaving infidelity aside, you know, let's just say the marriage was, there, there was nothing extramarital occurring. Yeah. And we get to the, the end, 17 years, we get to the end, and there is a settlement made. And obviously, the person, the spouse that makes $1 million will obviously pay more to the uh, spouse that makes 40k but w- w- where is where is the word how does the word equitable come into play when i mean you would you would never have a it's almost like for example from the day they get married every year forward he deposits five hundred thousand dollars into her bank account and she deposits twenty thousand dollars into his bank account for 17 straight years i don't see that as fair equal or equitable because it's just so lopsided, you know, it's not, I, I believe that something should be awarded, but 50, 50, when that's not 50, 50, because if, if let's say it's a mother and a father and the mother house, uh, child, children, child support, uh, vehicles, transportation, the husband has to move out. So he has to get another home. And then you're splitting everything they made together. That's not, 50 because uh, he's actually paying out more if he purchased that home, those cars, those boats, the furnishings, paid the, you know, the majority of the mortgage and the bills. It's not 50-50 at all. It's, you know, it's like 70-30 or whatever it is, 80-20 even. So I don't, I don't see where those words even apply to those situations. There should be some other form of calculation that implement so that there just isn't such I think if you can remove the harsh emotional component to divorce, uh, we'd have happier people and we wouldn't have so much uh, conflict post-divorce. Yeah. Uh, the, the children as well. And I'm thinking about the children so that they don't have to grow up. And co-parenting is difficult in itself, let alone when you have your mother and father absolutely who hate each other because they're so far apart in terms. Yeah. You know what I'm so, so, so while, while you were talking, I was, I was looking at this going, okay, let me, you know, let me actually just get some numbers. So for example, if the husband is making a million a year, right? Mm-hmm. If she's making 40,000 a year, like you said, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So for child support purposes, what they do is they take his money, they take her money and they put it into our money and why? It's just the law for marriage. Once you get married, you everything's commingled and fine. It's now ours. It, it, and it doesn't matter who makes it. Doesn't matter whose name is on it. If you, if it's, it's marital, okay. Now, for child support purposes, let's say that he makes a million, she makes forty thousand. It would we would we would put that in with the date with their. Uh, uh, time sharing and then medical insurance and daycare costs and it spits out a number okay but then there are things that are in addition to child support so like mutually agreed upon extracurricular activities uncovered medical uh beginning of the year school supplies and school uniforms things that are extra right so in child support what we do is we look at line item three which says percent of financial responsibility, which is really what you're talking about. You're like, look, why are they splitting 50-50 if he's making a million? Like, like for example, he, you know, he would deposit half of his money, which is 500000 in an account, and she'd deposit her, which is twenty. 
well, that's not equity. Like they're not contributing the same. So why is she entitled to it? Right. If the partnership, if yeah. we all know, if, if you and I go to purchase a home together, a home costs $500,000, but I pay 400, you pay 100. We didn't go in 50, 50. So in this unless, situation, unless, unless you're married, then it doesn't matter. It is 50, 50, but even though you didn't contribute. So when I look at line item three, Rhea, it says percentage of responsibility, uh, the father or the husband making a million dollars a year, her making 40,000 a year, he is putting into the pot 94.5% or 95% and she's putting in five. So then I guess you're saying, well, okay, so then maybe that should be put into consideration with a calculation of what alimony would be like, why is she getting 50 when she's actually only contributing 5%? Of course. Yeah. Right? The, the, yeah. The math doesn't work. And the math never works. Like child support makes no sense whatsoever. Like, you know, I mean, child in 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 alimony, I mean, here's here's the thing. She she wouldn't get all right. Let me let me just play with a number. All right. So let me let me just play with some numbers and um and let's let's actually just look at then how this works. So let's say, for example, here that we've got a husband that makes a a million and she makes 40 a year. Okay. So then usually if we go to where um, in, in the software, where we go to a support analysis. Okay. We have, again, before we do alimony is one of the last things we can look at because we've got to look at again, under the statute, we've got to look at parenting plan, equitable distribution. We've got to look at child support. We've got to look at those things. So we do everything else first. So let's just say that they have one child. They're going to alternate the tax exemptions um, every other year. And let's just say that they have 50, 50 time sharing. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we're not even going to talk about daycare, aftercare, or any medical insurance costs. We're just going to go with a bottom basement raw number, okay? So child support for someone who's making a million, another person making 40000 if it's 50-50, child support is $2,525 per month. That's child support, okay? Per child. Yeah. Well, well, no, we're only, we're only talking one child. Okay. We're and only talking is- one child. Now, let's... Let's add a child. Let's just say same same factors, but now there's two children. So they're going to alternate. So for two children, it's $3,800. It doesn't, it, it, it's not that it doubles, not that it's 25. And now you get another 25. No, there's the, there's a whole calculation. And it's a lot like doing taxes. Um, but let's go back. Let's, let's just, I, I don't want to kill a child, but we're just going to pretend that they never existed. So we'll go back to one child. Okay. So one child. So then what we do in the software, um, and let me, let me come over and show you what we show people in the software is we come, um, we go over to, um, an analysis. We go to alimony and we go to Florida alimony calculator. This was the alimony under Senate bill 250 passed and vetoed. So this is not law, but this gives us somewhat of a sort of kind of rough idea. Still, you got to get past need and ability, but let's say that they do. Like you said, Hey, look, they make a million dollars. She makes 40,000. He's, he, he's got the ability, right? 
So what we do is let's say that they were married January 1, um, 2000. And let's say that they filed um, October 1, 2022. So what this does is this goes through and says, okay, whole years of marriage, there's 22. So years of marriage for calculation amount, 20. And it says, okay, their differences in their gross incomes is $80,000. Okay. So then there's a low threshold, a high threshold of money um, and time. So it's 15 to possibly 20% was how that, that, that particular bill was structured. And then for duration is a quarter to three quarters of the length of their marriage. So potential exposure could be somewhere between $24,000 and $32,000 per month and somewhere between five and a half years and 16 and a half years for a 22-year marriage. It's not a lifetime sentence because under this proposal, this was to get rid of lifetime. $32,000 per month. Possibly, possibly. Now, here's the deal, Rio. Here's the deal, though. Her need may not be 32. It's need versus ability. So let's say that that let's say that she does her financial affidavit and her need is 12,000. Just because he has a surplus more than that does not mean that she gets that. Mm-hmm. It's it's based on need. But we don't have that. This is not what we have. This this helps practitioners and attorneys and and whatnot have somewhat of a rough idea. But this is what we do because this is generally what the courts look at. And where I found this out was I found this out from a number of forensic accountants. So we're talking multi-million divorces, just like we're discussing here. Okay. And these forensic accountants come in, start digging, start looking, and they also have a pulse on what is the court doing? What are the judges doing? What does the law say regarding this? And so what we do is we know that if he's making a million dollars a year, that's $83,000 a month. She's making 33,000 or I'm sorry, 3,300 a month. And we know that the child support is 2530. So it builds child support in here. And then it goes through and it gives us their nets. What we look at here is we come over and look at this pie, or we can look at line item seven of combined income. Generally, the judges, and again, this is general, nothing's written in stone, and and the courts have discretion. But generally, the courts try to get the receiver somewhere between 35 and maybe 45 percent well what's between 35 and 45 percent real 40 40 yeah it's generally where they land so right now remember i told you that without any child support he brings 95 percent to the table she brings five percent to the table right well with the child just the child support alone it puts him at a 90 10 she's got an extra five percent just from child support and in florida child support is free money It's not taxable. It's not tax deductible. And alimony is no longer taxable 
or tax deductible. So it's all free money. So that's why then it's not even in the calculation for taking out taxes or anything. They're just taking taxes out of their general income. So then now, now we play with this number to try to figure out how do we get to about 40% give or take. So we'll come back over here and we have a, we have a button that says, okay, amount and duration. So let's, let's just jump in here with, uh, 25,000. Ah, see, $25,000 a month, 50-50, inappropriate. It put 50.37, 49.63. Nope, wrong number, not even close. So let's go here. Let's go 18,000. Uh, that's better. 62.38, that's a better number, right? Let's come in 19.5. Nope, 19.5 is too much. That's 59.41. Uh, 59. Oh, no. No, you can do that. 60-40. There you go. Occasionally, Sydney and I will be releasing Q&A bonus episodes where we will answer your questions and give you a personal shout out. If you have a comment or question regarding anything that we discuss, email us at info at iChatMediation.com. That's info at iChat, I-C-H-A-T, Mediation.com. And stay tuned to hear your shout out and have your question answered here on the show. For more information about my services or to schedule your mediation with me, either in person or using my iChat Mediation virtual platform built by Cisco Communications, visit me online at imediating.com. Call me at 561-262-9121, toll free at 877-822-1479, or email me at mbrickman at iChatMediation.com.